We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Chris Biederman, and I'm riding solo today. Kyle Madsen is still on his honeymoon. What can I say? The guy's just all about romance. He's coming back eventually at some point. Uh, that is to be determined. But for now, it's just going to be me riffing on the 49ers uh, 2022 regular season schedule that dropped on Thursday. Recording this Thursday night. Let's get to it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Bosa's got him in a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. All right, so schedule release day is always a little bit funny to me because you get a lot of people in the media talking about how um, this the, the popularity of the schedule release just proves how popular the NFL is. And, and frankly, I, I think it's it, it feels like a little bit more of a media creation um, than than the, like the popularity is is more tangible to the media and you have all of the schedule release shows on TV and the major TV partners are telling the fans how important the media release schedule is or the media schedule releases. But I don't know if fans feel that way. So I, I don't know. Send me a tweet if you think that the, the schedule getting released is super important and you're following all of the schedule leaks as they happen. Um, as somebody who covers a team, I like to, I do like to, to stay plugged in, see if I can track down some games and, and see, um, if I can get the schedule ahead of time. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, there was some misinformation going around, uh, Thursday on the internet. And, uh, and I was, I was subject to some of it, but, um, you know, I think it's fun. Like, I think the schedule release is fun. I think it's, you know, we're let's let's face it. We're in the middle of the May. The draft has happened. Free agency's happened. There's not a whole lot going on right now. The 49ers are still a couple weeks from getting together and having veteran OTAs. They they do have the rookie minicamp this week. Um, but other than that, there isn't a whole lot going on. So I understand the NFL monopolizing this time of the year and making the schedule release a big deal. But I kind of think the popularity, quote unquote, of the schedule release is more of a, a league more of the league's sort of manufacturing um, interest, 
I, I don't know that fans are, are necessarily, you know, sticking, looking at their phones every two seconds to, ski, to see when the schedule is out. And I get it. Like fans want to get tickets and book flights and all that stuff. And, and that's totally cool. But I think, I think they do that largely without living and breathing with the schedule release as it comes out um, the day of. So anyway, let's get to it. Um, I'm going to keep this brief because I know you guys don't want to just listen to me rabble on uh, about the 49ers schedule, but uh, I do find it interesting. Like I, and, and, you know, look, this isn't, this isn't new um, because we've known who the 49ers opponents are going to be, right. We've known that they were going to play, um, they were going to play teams like the Buccaneers and the Dolphins and, um, you know, the, obviously the AFC West is going to be fascinating because a lot of people believe that it's going to be one of the best divisions we've seen a long, in a long time. And, and the 49ers are going to have to face the gauntlet that is the AFC West. So that, that'll be a lot of fun. So um, let's get to it. They, they start out with the Bears a road game in Chicago and the obvious storyline of course is going to be Justin Fields versus Trey Lance presumably um and I love it I think this is a great a great opening game for the 49ers I think it's super interesting week one is always a little bit wonky you never really get a good feel for who's good week one and who isn't um I always you know when when making that point I always point out that Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly both looked like world beaters in in their week one games right so um, it turned out they weren't. And, uh, and so week one can, can be a lot of smoke and mirrors. It can be um, coaches who are new have an advantage because what they're doing isn't put on tape yet um, and all that. And, and the bears are going to ha- have some of that with Matt Eberflus as their new head coach, Justin Fields potentially coming into his own um, should be a lot of fun. And it should be fun for fans too, because it sounds like from what I gather, the, uh, the San Francisco giants of major league baseball fame are also going to be in Chicago playing, the Cubs at Wrigley. And so fans going to Chicago will have an opportunity to see the Giants and 49ers on the road um, in in the same weekend. And Chicago is just a phenomenal city. If you haven't been to Chicago, um, quite easily one of my favorite cities in America. And I've only been there once, twice. I don't even know, a handful of times. But um, incredible food. If you get good weather, um, that just adds to it. And the fact that this is going to be the second weekend in September I think that's a great time to go to Chicago. So that that game for me, if you're a fan looking to go on the road, I think that one's going to be one of the best of the year um, just because, you know, like early September is basically summertime in Chicago. And, and everybody talks about how great Chicago is in the summer. I've never been in the summer, but um, I think that would be a great time to go. So if you're a fan looking at, at games to, to hit on the road, I think that's certainly one of them. Home versus Seattle. Week two, home opener. Um, there was some stuff on the internet going around and, and, you know, I, I've, I thought I, or, or you know, so the, my source with the, uh, with the schedule week, which is always, uh, I guess a little precarious. Um, but I had Atlanta go the 49ers road game against the Falcons being week two. Turns out I was wrong. So if you saw a tweet, uh, for me referencing outcast, um, that's on me. I take full responsibility always vet your sources and, and clearly I wasn't diligent enough, but it's just a schedule leak. So it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, versus Seattle home opener, drew lock, Pete Carroll, <sighs> Seattle went seven and 10 last year. I think it's going to be worse for them. I think there's a real possibility that they might be one of the worst teams in the league. Bobby Wagner, no longer around. Obviously um, they do not have too many familiar faces on that roster. 
They did not do much to address a quarterback situation. Maybe Baker Mayfield is going to be in the mix there. Uh, it seems like the way they're talking that they're content with Drew Locke. I personally find that to be not not the best way to handle your quarterback situation. But, you know, Pete Carroll's a defensive coach. He wants to run the ball and control the clock and do all those things. Um, I'm very curious to see how it's going to go in Seattle because I think it could be really bad. And so week two versus Seattle, the 49ers start with two teams that were well under 500 last year. Um, and let's face it. I think these are two, these are two pretty good opponents to have when you're starting with uh, a first time starter, potentially in Trey Lance. So I think the 49ers could, could very well be two and zero through the first two weeks of the season. Week three is where it gets very interesting at the Denver Broncos. Right. And we talk about Denver as one of those teams that is coming up in the AFC West because they got Russell Wilson. Speaking of Seattle, um, they got Russell Wilson. We know they have a good defense. Um, they have a new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. He's, he's sort of off the Kyle Shanahan tree because Hackett was a former assistant with Sean McVay. So they're going to be running a similar offense to what the 49ers run. They have talent, Jerry Judy. The receiver obviously got in some legal issues uh, today, Thursday. I don't know what's happening with that, but that'll be interesting to track. Obviously, if he gets suspended, then maybe week three, he won't be available. That would certainly help the 49ers um, and hurt Denver in a pretty substantial way. But Denver could be really good. And uh, and that'll be a good litmus, to, litmus test game for both teams. Um, week four, 49ers, Rams, uh, prime time. I believe, yeah, this one's a Monday night game. Monday night game, Levi's Stadium, Niners and Rams. I think it's going to be one of the most fascinating matchups in the entire league next season. You have the Rams coming off the Super Bowl, beating the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, despite the 49ers winning six straight regular season games against them. Um, Can the 49ers reclaim some of that dominance? That's going to be fascinating. Obviously, there's going to be a real nice rivalry budding with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Um, obviously McVay, a former Shanahan assistant on that Washington staff. Uh, two, two of the better, two of the better or best offensive minds in the league squaring off again, and they're going to do it twice. And we're lucky enough to, to get to watch it on Monday night football in week four. Uh, then the 49ers hit the road for two straight. They play two NFC South teams at Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, and if I were a betting man, I would guess the 49ers are going to spend um, the week between those games at the Greenbrier in West Virginia, or maybe IMG Academy in, in uh, Florida, and uh, and they'll stay over, which they do seemingly every year, at least once, right? Um, so Carolina, not the best team. They're running it back with Sam Darnold, I guess. We'll see. I don't feel great about it. I don't know that the Panthers should feel particularly good about it. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are going with Marcus Mariota, somebody we talked about who might be a good backup to Trey Lance. Turns out um, there are still teams in the league that view him as a starter, and it looks like he's going to have a shot um, there in Atlanta. And maybe Desmond Ritter, the rookie that they drafted, um, could be in the mix there if he beats him out. But um, the the Falcons are rebuilding, and I think the 49ers should win both of these games. I know you don't want to do the thing where you're trying to project wins in May when looking at the schedule and basing it all off of what happened the previous season. But um, if you're going to have back-to-back road games on the East Coast, I feel pretty good for the 49ers that it's coming against two teams that went 5-12 and last year. And 
don't really appear to be turning much of a corner at this point based on how their off seasons have gone. Um, now, 49ers return home after two weeks off. And you remember, they've, they've struggled at times uh, returning home after those longer East Coast trips. But they shouldn't have any problem getting up for the Kansas City Chiefs. A Fox afternoon game. Um, just fascinating, right? Patrick Mahomes is arguably the best player in football. One of the best players in football. Just, I mean, they're not going to have Tyreek Hill. So we'll have to see if Sky Moore can can pick up the slack there and how Andy Reid is going to, um, you know, piece together an offense without Tyreek Hill and without that element. Uh, of just the blazing speed that can challenge defenses mo- both horizontally and vertically. Um, and the 49ers are are going to be in for it. And they're going to, I mean, look, NFL teams don't need help to get motivated, right? But just the fact that they get the Chiefs on their home field, the team that they lost to in the Super Bowl, heartbreaking fashion, Joe Staley's last game, they're going to be a lot of 49ers who are going to have very bitter feelings about that. Um, and that is going to be an outstanding game. And then the 49ers travel the next week to play the LA Rams again, um, which is obviously a, a fascinating division matchup. So th- those are their first eight games at Chicago first the Seahawks at Denver Monday night against the Rams at home at Carolina and Atlanta return home to play the chiefs and then play the Rams again, and then have their bye. So by my count, that's five of their first eight games on the road before the bye week, which means they have a very home friendly schedule uh, immediately after the bye. And so that's going to be a fascinating dynamic to the season, because if the 49ers can be, say, five and three in those first eight games with five of those being on the road, they could be in a pretty good spot because they do have a lot of home games to finish out the regular season schedule. They have three away games after the bye. Just three. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And so 
they should be in a pretty favorable spot. You have the Chargers at home. Obviously, the Chargers missed the playoffs last year, nine and eight, but they have a super talented roster. Um, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, um, Rashawn Slater, and obviously Justin Herbert, arguably the best, the best quarterback in the league still on his rookie contract. Um, and the 49ers would love for Trey Lance to look like Justin Herbert this year, but Herbert might really be the next guy in the same way Josh Allen was the next guy a couple years ago. Um, so that will be a fascinating game. And that's also a Sunday night game. Um, the 49ers do have five primetime games. Um, and then speaking of primetime games, their second primetime game in a row is going to be Monday night in Mexico city against the Cardinals. Um, should be a lot of fun. I'm hoping I can go to that one. Hopefully my editors are listening and they'll say, Hey, Chris, why don't you go to Mexico city? And I would gladly oblige them eat all the food I can. I've heard nothing but great things about the cuisine in Mexico city and everything else. Um, Estadio Azteca in the elevation. Um, I've heard it's a really cool atmosphere. Hopefully the grass is okay. Um, that should be a lot of fun. And then they return home three straight home games after the Monday night game in Mexico city. So after the bye, it's chargers Cardinals, then home for the saints, which looks like a very, very winnable game with Dennis Allen as head coach. It's no longer Sean Payton and drew Brees, obviously retired. The dolphins game is fascinating because you have Mike McDaniel. Now Kyle Shanahan's top Lieutenant really like if there's one coach and there, and there've been a lot of coaches off the Shanahan tree, right. That we talk about. But if there's one guy that's probably closest with Shanahan, who's been at Shanahan's side throughout most of his coaching career of the last decade and a half, it's been Mike McDaniel. So one of the subplots of the season overall is just going to be, you know, how is Shanahan going to be as a coach without Mike McDaniel, who would handle projects, who would handle game planning and scouting and and all of these things that Shanahan just simply didn't have time to do because he's so busy as a head coach and basically an offensive coordinator. McDaniel was really the guy who did everything else that Shanahan didn't have time to do on top of being just a brilliant offensive mind and somebody that players really loved, right? You've heard Kyle Juszczyk say it. You've heard Debo Samuel talk about it. Um, Mike McDaniel, I think, has been the 49ers most important assistant that they've had outside of whoever their defensive coordinator has been. Um, he's been their most important offensive assistant. And I think that's, I don't think that's a stretch to say at all. And so he's coming in early December with the Dolphins. They have Tyree Kill. So Mike McDaniel with Tyree Kill could potentially be a nasty combination. We have no idea if Tua Tagovailoa is going to be a good quarterback or not, but that's going to be a very interesting game. And then you have the Buccaneers, who are quarterbacked by a guy named Tom Brady, future color analyst for Fox, making just an obscene amount of money whenever he retires was it 300 and something million over 10 years just completely bananas but he's still playing football um and tom brady will certainly have a a bit of a chip on his shoulder coming to san francisco after the 49ers decided not to make a move for brady after they lost the super bowl and instead decided to stick with jimmy garoppolo after the 2019 season brady clearly wanted to come to 49ers I argued at the time that the 49ers are right to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. That take did not last in hindsight. Obviously Garoppolo got hurt in 2020 um, and he hasn't really gotten much better. We've talked about Jimmy Garoppolo a ton, so I don't need to dive into that, but Tom Brady, Jimmy or Tom Brady versus Jimmy Garoppolo's potentially former team um, in the 49ers. It, it's just going to be a great, great matchup. Todd Bowles 
defensive coordinator who is probably one of the best architects of blitzes in the league um, is now their head coach replacing Bruce Arians. That'll be a lot of fun. So three straight games. Like I said, if the 49ers are five and eight before their week nine bye, then they get four out of five at home, including these three straight games. So Chargers at Cardinals Monday night, home for the Saints winnable, home for the Dolphins winnable. And if the 49ers want to be considered an elite team in the NFC, you got to be able to beat the Buccaneers in week 14 at home. So that is going to be an absolutely fascinating game. Um, Then it's a quick turnaround at Seattle. Like I said, don't have high hopes for Seattle at all. And I think if you are going to play a Thursday night game, getting it against a division rival is probably ideal. I mean, you'd, you'd love to have it at home, obviously. So having to travel to Seattle isn't great, um, but it's certainly better than going to Tennessee like they did last year uh, late in the season when they had that Thursday night game against the Titans, which they lost. Um, Thursday night in Seattle. Seattle's obviously a very difficult place to play no matter what, but that should be a very winnable game. And in terms of Thursday night draws, that's probably a pretty good one for the 49ers. Then the Washington Commanders, still weird saying that. I I mean, I shouldn't expect anything less from Daniel Snyder, but just there were so many good names out there. Like, how can we not have, how, how are there no, there's no NFL team with like a wolf. Like we couldn't have Red Wolves. Why couldn't we have Red Wolves? Anyway, I think, I, you know, you could have a wolf howling like in the stadium, whatever. It's not, I'm not in charge of Washington's football team, but they're the commanders. <sighs> um, Carson Wentz. I mean, he beat the 49ers last year, so we'll see. Uh, Week 17 gets very, very interesting at the Raiders. New Year's Day in Las Vegas. The Raiders should be very good. Josh McDaniels, um, obviously one of the best offensive coordinators of this generation. We know that he he had a pretty horrendous time as the Broncos head coach, but that was in his early mid-30s. He might have matured now. Um, He's inheriting a pretty good roster. They just got Devontae Adams to pair with Derek Carr. I think the Raiders are going to be really good. Are the Raiders a playoff team? I have no idea because as we've said, the AFC West is loaded, completely loaded. Um, And then the 49ers finish out with the Cardinals uh, at home in week 18. So because we have a 17 game schedule and because the 49ers had nine road games last year, uh, the 49ers have nine home games this year and then just eight road games. So it's the it's based on last year's winning percentage, which you know, year after year proves to be a faulty way to look at these things. The 49ers have the fifth toughest schedule, just purely based on last year's winning percentages, right, of their opponents. But it's the 13th easiest based on sharp football's projected win totals, which I think is a better metric. Obviously, they look at you know over-unders in Las Vegas for the coming season. That seems to me to make a lot more sense when looking at strength of schedule and going off last year's win totals, because look, these aren't, these aren't last year's teams. The Niners aren't playing Russell Wilson twice with the Seahawks. They are getting Russell Wilson with Denver, but you know, they're, they're going to get drew lock potentially twice instead of Russell Wilson twice. And then just Russell Wilson once with the Broncos, of course. Um, the chargers are probably better than a nine and eight team that they were last year. So look, I don't, I don't need to go through each team and, and point out how they're different from last year, but Um, I think it's a really fun schedule like the 49er, the stretch of games where the 49ers have the Chiefs, the Rams, their bye week and then the Chargers. Those are just phenomenal games like chef's kiss, 
49ers defense against all those quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert. It's just great. And you can throw, you can throw Kyler Murray in there the next week with the Mexico city game. We'll see. I go back and forth on Kyler Murray. Sometimes I, I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if he wins an MVP. Other times I'm like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's not it. He's going to be, he might be somebody who bounces around a little bit because he just fails to live up to expectations. And that, you know, may, maybe that happens. Another thing that's worth pointing out, 49ers get the Cardinals after DeAndre Hopkins' six-game suspension. So they play in week 11. Hopkins should be back, you know, if he's healthy, knock on wood. Um, so week 11, they, they don't have the benefit of playing the Cardinals while DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. So that's certainly notable. Um, I'm not going to do a record projection thing, but I do think it's just a, a really fun schedule with a lot of really fun games, a lot of high profile games, a lot of primetime games, a lot of Fox afternoon games. So I think this is fun. Like, I think, you know, ideally if you're a 49ers fan and you want them to have the most successful season possible, you would want them to have the easiest schedule possible and, and avoid the AFC West. But you have a young quarterback in Trey Lance, and the nice thing for Trey Lance is presumably if he's the starter, he's going to be able to say he went up against Tom Brady and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, um, Russell Wilson, like all these guys, Justin Fields, the guy that um, a lot of 49ers fans wanted and, and thought they were drafting third overall um, in 2021 it's, it's just a really fun schedule, I think. And, and, you know, the, the, the season starts out with three teams who are well below 500 last year. Um, the Panthers and, and Falcons are obviously in that mix in weeks five and six before the chiefs and Rams, before the schedule gets significantly harder, the 49ers could potentially get themselves in a good spot record wise early on while their schedule is road heavy, have the buy and then finish out the season with five of eight at home. Um, so that is potentially really beneficial for them. And uh, I think it shapes up well. If the 49ers are going to be a good team this year, they're certainly going to be battle-tested for the playoffs. Um, and we will, we will have a very good idea of how good this 49ers team is going into the playoffs um, because of just the high-quality opponents they have. And look, if D'Amico Ryan's Niners – Defensive coordinator is going to end up being a head coaching uh, head coaching candidate again next offseason. He'll have earned it because of all these quarterbacks. The 49ers play in the AFC West, their own division. Um, so anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. Solo pod for me. We'll talk more about it when Kyle gets uh, Kyle gets home from his honeymoon. And um, and yeah, let me know on Twitter if you're if you're a fan of the schedule release and if you check your phone all day looking for leaks and everything like that or. If, you're one of those people who just kind of waits for it to be over and and doesn't really care because I'm curious to see if if you know the the popularity of this whole thing is a media creation or if the fans are really really buying into um, you know if they're if everybody's locked to their phones when, when the schedule does come out uh, at this point in the offseason. So we will be back next week. We will have more takes, more ideas. Um, maybe we'll talk about 49ers rookie minicamp a little bit. Um, and so yeah subscribe rate and review thanks for listening thanks for putting up with me riding solo tonight and we will talk to you guys next week